Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Ashley Lewis about her wedding at Seabreeze Point with a reception at Atlantic Dance Hall. And I thought you guys would be interested to hear about all of the unique touches that she had in her ceremony and her reception and how she planned them and how everything turned out. So welcome, Ashley. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I always love to start at the beginning and find out how you and Billy decided you wanted to have a Disney wedding and you wanted to have a wishes wedding. Well, we're both Disney fans. Actually, I kind of suckered him into it early on us stating they acquired Marvel and that sure helped. (laughs) It was actually my mom's idea. We got engaged in the the penguin exhibit at the Maryland Zoo. So the zoo was my first thought, but we were living in New York for me to go to grad school and we had family in Maryland and family in Tennessee. So my mom said, well, what about Disney World? I said, oh no, that's probably way too expensive. And I looked at your podcast and I started looking at all the online forums and we figured out it would work. And once we had decided, it was gung-ho from there. That's awesome. Yeah, I think a lot of people have this barrier that they think Disney would just be too expensive and they don't even research it. Yeah, exactly. And like, you know, as soon as we knew that it was going to be feasible, it was just like, you know, our backs were turned and there was not looking at anything else. We were, <laughs> we were committed. <laughs> How did your friends and family react when they found out that's where your wedding was going to be? Uh, it was kind of mixed. Some were really excited about it. Some were a little confused. Uh, you know, I think people don't know what to expect when you say Disney wedding, right? There's no precedent for it. And we had kind of positioned it as, oh, you know, and we really want it to be a mini vacation and a celebration for everyone. And we had people who just couldn't understand why we would want to make, you know, incorporate that with a wedding celebration. Hmm. But actually, all of our guests ended up making it into a vacation. And, and we had a lot of people afterwards to go, oh, I totally get it now. Interesting. Okay. How many guests did you invite and how many made the trip? We invited 70 and we ended up with 58, not including us. So we kind of knew in advance who would say yes and who would say no. A few little surprises, but, um, you know, we stayed right in our ballpark number. Okay. That's interesting. Now, how did you decide on your ceremony and reception venues? It was really important to us to keep everyone in a central location. We really valued the guest experience and wanted to make it as easy on everyone as possible. So we both fell in love with Seabreeze Point the minute we saw it. We went, (laughs) we've actually rescheduled the weddings a few times because of various uh, grad school adventures. And originally we were thinking about Seabreeze Point and the attic and then our guest list grew and we said, well, what if we look at, you know, Narcucci's or, you know, somewhere over, over that way by the Magic Kingdom loop. And when we realized what a trek it was going to be to get everyone out there, we decided we wanted to keep it in the boardwalk area. So we looked at Atlanta Dance Hall and went back and forth on that for a while. Uh, actually, on our mini site visit trip, we weren't within our window yet. So we were kind of just touring sites on our own. 
And there was a conference happening in Atlantic Dance Hall, and we convinced the cast member to kind of let us sneak in. <laughs> so we popped our heads and it went, wow, this is beautiful. Uh, and we're theater people, so uh, it just kind of worked out well for us. That's great. Yeah, that's how I've ever gotten in there is just sneaking in when they're like right. setting up. <laughs> and we could never replicate it again, like on our planning session trip or any other trip we've tried to sneak in. It's always been locked. So we got lucky that day. Oh, that's awesome. Did you guys have a theme or colors or anything like that for your wedding? Yeah, so there was no overt theme, but I am a marketing director. So I frequently said I wanted to keep everything on brand. And actually, uh, the day of the wedding, when I finally saw like the bridal party together, I went, wow, the whole brand just came together. And <laughs> everyone laughed at me. <laughs> but um, really, I kind of started with the color palette. And for me, the color palette always stems from the bridesmaids' dresses. So once I picked that color, uh, I worked my way out from there and tried to make it feel cohesive with the boardwalk. So we did pink with different shades of light pink, a navy blue for the guys with some navy and white stripes, and then little pops of yellow and orange. Um, it sounds like a lot, but I find that rather than sticking with like two colors only, uh, giving yourself a range to work from worked well for us. So, Right. Yeah, and then we just kind of incorporated little like um, little Disney details and, and Broadway details and things that were very us. So, yeah. Now, one of those details was instead of doing a sand ceremony, you did a we did a peanut butter and jelly ceremony, and we had spent so much time trying to figure out. You know, we wrote our entire ceremony pretty much from scratch using things we found on the internet and things other Disney brides did and and readings we liked and. I said, you know, it feels like there's something missing, and usually there's some kind of unity ceremony, but nothing was feeling very us. And finally, I latched onto this idea of food because, like, let's face it, who doesn't like food? Um, <laughs> a lot of our, our, you know, date nights are like, let's go try a new restaurant. So I looked at like breaking bread and drinking wine. We had thought about just breaking bread. We thought about a few different things. We even thought about doing like a noodle from Lady the Tramp. And finally, I hit upon peanut butter and jelly because it's just so fun. <laughs> and I like to think that we're fun. And um, I think Billy is very embodied by the traits of peanut butter and myself with jelly. So I wrote some text. Uh, the marketer in me <laughs> wrote some text that kind of reflected that. And uh, it was a surprise to everyone except our officiant and my mom. And the looks on people's faces were just incredible. <laughs> <laughs> now, I take it your mom smuggled in the bread and the peanut butter and the jelly. How did that work? <laughs> yeah, so um, what we did was we had a basket and we told my two little cousins, oh, my cousins were the ring bearers, quote unquote, but really they were the PB&J bearers. And so their mom knew because I didn't want her to like be like, why aren't they carrying rings? My aunt. And so in the basket, we had done a mini thing of PB peanut butter, a mini thing of jelly, and then... You know, Disney sends you those gifts in those little blue boxes. Mm -hmm. We used one of those boxes uh, for the bread because it was perfect fit and just kind of tucked it and covered it so you couldn't tell what was in the basket. And then they processed in with that as part of the regular processional. And so he said, okay, now it's time to do the uni ceremony and we're, we're trademarking it. Ceremonial PB&J. And I pulled it out and everybody about lost it. So. <laughs> so you, okay, so you made sandwiches and then you ate them? Is that how it worked? <laughs> did, yeah. So as our officiant was reading the um, the text, I was spreading the jelly. Billy was spreading the peanut butter. Thankfully, he had gone ahead and we had like pre-popped the peanut butter and jelly. And, you know, there's like a film and stuff and taken that off. So everything was open and ready. And I bought little 
spreaders, like butter spreaders. And then we made the sandwich together and then we both held it from either side and took a bite at the same time. And I was so hungry. It was the best peanut butter and jelly. (laughs) (laughs) And all I wanted was to finish the sandwich. (laughs) That's awesome. I I got jelly on my hand and like there's there's a picture somewhere of me like licking it off. (laughs) So less not to get it on my dress. Right. Oh, that's a good point. I didn't I didn't think about that. And I love people say, Oh, you're very brave. I you know what, honestly, I was naive and I just didn't think about it. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Well, now another unique thing that occurred at your wedding was you were given a surprise serenade. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Uh, (laughs) My husband and I met doing theater. We are both singers, so he is uh, eons better than I am. And there's a number of songs that are important in our relationship. There was a serenade at our engagement, but this is a song that he used to just like sing to me while we were falling asleep and in the car and he just sings constantly under his breath and this was always the song so yeah in the middle of the reception dj miles told me to to sit down <laughs> so what it's not time but i goes no just sit down and uh, he handed billy the mic and whipped out this song and i i cried like a baby the whole time oh there's a lot of different surprises that happen <laughs> and you know like the most fun stuff is always the stuff you can't plan <laughs> We love Beaches and Cream because we love, well, we love the ambiance, but they have vanilla Coke. They do like a a fountain Coke and they add vanilla syrup. And so the last few times we've gone, we've actually had the same server, uh, Herlina. And she's very sweet. And we always say, oh, haha, we're coming back in October 2016. We're getting married. And we saw her two or three days before the wedding and ended up talking to her for like half an hour and half the staff came over and you know, we were talking about the wedding. They gave us, like, a little carton of vanilla syrup to go. It was so cute. And we jokingly said, like, we'll see you on Sunday at the wedding. And she said, oh, yeah, I'll see you there. So after the wedding, we take our group shots. And, um, like, the roots kind of, like, tap me on the shoulder. And we turned around. And here comes, like, eight cast members <laughs> from Beaches and Cream. And they're all, like, carrying to-go containers of, of vanilla Coke. And um, I cried again, <laughs> of course, <laughs> as one does. And, uh it was really sweet. We took pictures with them and, you know, it's just Disney making magic like usual. That's amazing. Yeah, it was fun. And they even wrote like our name on the cups. It was like, it says like Ashley Hart's Billy and Billy Hart's Ashley just married. It was very cute. <laughs> That's awesome. So can you give me a timeline then of how the day ran, including the appearance by the Beaches and Dreams staff. <laughs> you know, and we kept telling people, like, there are surprises throughout the day. Like, be prepared. We're so excited about the surprises. And, uh, of course, all these surprises happened that, like, I was not prepared for. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yes, as to your timeline question. So I woke up about 4 a.m. I had thoughtfully showered the night before, which certainly helped. Hair and makeup arrived at 415 as did all my bridesmaids to my room. And, and we got very lucky with one of the, um, an upgrade to a larger room at Beach Club, which helped. We did hair and makeup until about eight. The Roots and Tyler from Beyond Videography arrived at seven o'clock start. Actually, they were all a few minutes early. Of course they were. <laughs> and uh, we sent them over to the guys' room. At, at some point, I want to say it was like 5.30, we had Panera delivered just to keep everybody sated because... Uh, of course, the boys were chomping at the bit. We were ready by about eight. 
Our first look was at 8.15, uh, right outside in front of the beach club entrance facing the boardwalk, which again was totally unplanned, but we got lucky that there was nobody there. And then Billy and I actually drove with the roots around the boardwalk and took more um, couple shots and portraits at the boardwalk resort before our bridal party walked over. They met us there. We took some bridal party shots. Ceremony was at 10. We were done about 10.30. And then we did all of our formal shots as well as the uh, the beaches and cream surprise, <laughs> which is about 10.45. Our wedding planner had, usually they'll start the cocktail hour uh, exactly an hour following the ceremony time. Instead, she likes to back everything up by 15 minutes, knowing that most ceremonies are a little shorter. So our cocktail hour actually started at 1045, which was nice because by the time people were trickling in to the upper level of Atlantic Dance Hall, it was ready to go. Uh, We took more portraits during that time. I hear cocktail hour was great. Uh, I didn't get to experience any of it, but I hear it was lovely. The actual reception started um, 1145-ish, right, because everything was backed up by about 15 minutes. And we were announced down. We went straight into our first dance. Uh, We went into toasts. And then we did the usual. We did lunch. Billy sang to me in there. (laughs) Mother, daughter, mother, daughter, mother, son dances. Cake cutting with Mickey and Minnie, which was another big surprise for our guests. I will never recover from people quite screaming in my ear. (laughs) Oh, my God, Mickey! (laughs) And then we finished our reception because everything was backed up 15 minutes, about 3.45. We had a break. I got out of my dress and got back into my dress. And then we met everyone at the International Gateway to Epcot at 7.30 for our dessert party, which was technically from 8 to 9.30. And then after Illuminations was over, we had last minute added a Soren mix-in. And so by the time that was done, it was probably closer to about 10, 15. So it was a long day, but we were very grateful for the break. Yes, definitely. We did that too. And it was one of the best things we could have done. Yeah, absolutely. If only just to like have five minutes to sit down and like take the dress off. (laughs) Right, right. Plus it gives you something to look forward to after the end of the reception. Yeah, absolutely. We were in the middle of the break and, and I said to Billy, you know, I can't imagine what brides who don't have a dessert party feel like right now because I don't want it to be over just yet. So it was uh, was nice that it was an all-day affair. Tell me about your dessert party. What location did you choose? We were at the upper level of France. I think it's called Terrace de Fleur. Uh, We picked it because it's close to the International Gateway. And we wanted, again, trying to keep all the locations close so that people were um, not having to walk too much. My mom's side of the family is actually from France, so it was a nice nod to that. And then I like that location because there are flowers everywhere, and it kind of feels a little bit fuller, so I felt like I didn't have to splurge on, um, like, decorations. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, they have those planters. Mm-hmm. And they're really pretty, and they just so happened, I was crossing my fingers, uh, they were in shades of pink, so it matched my, <laughs> my color scheme. Aww. Do you have any menu recommendations from your dessert party? We had donuts flambe, and it was incredible. Uh, I'm so glad we did it. We were walking back and forth, and originally we wanted all these different things, and when we came to cut budget, we started with the dessert party, knowing it wasn't going to count towards the minimum. And uh, lo and behold, that was, by and large, the most popular thing on our dessert party menu, so I'm so glad we kept it. That's great, yeah. 
Do you have any recommendations for food from your reception menu? We did a mix because of the time of day. We wanted to kind of mix breakfast, lunch, do a, a brunch with some different options. So we did a salmon with a pancetta marmalade and like a dill cream sauce. It was really good. And uh, somebody has suggested, although we had never been to food and wine before, the grilled beef skewers from the Patagonia booth with the chimichurri. So we had those at the pre-reception as well as some peanut butter and jelly (laughs) to nod back to the ceremony. And Disney was funny. Like they literally just took like Smucker's Uncrustables and cut them up into squares which is very strange. I thought they were going to like make peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> that felt like a cop out. But uh, all the food was delicious. We did, you know, the Mickey waffle bar and the omelet bar, um, bacon, just a whole tray of bacon. <laughs> we've, been, we've been talking about what pictures to frame and put on the wall. And I think I'm just going to frame the picture of the bacon. So. <laughs> <laughs> so then what were the most and least important aspects of the wedding when you were focusing your attention and your budget? Originally, because I am type A, I was like, I'm going to focus on everything and everything will be perfect. And Billy said, no, that's not realistic. So we started really thinking about the guest experience and then how we could turn that into, you know, making it a seamless day and having a bunch of kind of like little magical moments within it, which is where this idea of all the little surprises came from. So we focused our budget on things that we thought, you know, what do we remember when we go to other people's weddings? And it's usually the location the food and then we really cared quite a bit about photo and video because that's what we're going to have forever so that was where we focused the budget to start with and then I made really thoughtful decisions when it came to anything that had a visual impact so for example I went with a floral arch at Seabreeze Point knowing we could it'd be very impactful in photos visually and we could take that later and put it on the sweetheart table and knowing that the sweetheart table is going to be in more photos than, say, the guest tables. So I didn't go as ornate with the centerpieces on those. Uh, in terms of least budget, uh, we didn't give too much thought to transportation. We, I remember at one point, like, Nate and Jensi were like, oh, do you have a car that's taking you to pull up to Seabreeze Point? I was like, no, I'm just going to walk it. Like, really? You're going to walk in your shoes? I said, yeah, I used to live in New York. Like, I walk everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) And they said, that's not feasible. We will drive you. But we did a mini bus, if only because I didn't feel like dealing with anything. It wasn't important to us to have a limo or a coach or whatever. Uh, I made the executive decision pretty early on. We weren't going to do a rehearsal dinner just because I didn't want to it was going to be like all the same people at the rehearsal dinner and then again at the wedding. So I didn't want to do like wedding 2.0. So that saves some money. And then we didn't do like welcome bags or programs. Some of those little things that would have been really easy for me to wrap myself up in. I just decided very early on to give myself the out. And that was a, a good decision. <laughs> Definitely helped up my stress levels. I only did one DIY project the whole wedding. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. So what was that? We are Broadway nuts. Uh, Again, we met doing theater and we lived in Manhattan for three years. So I took, fittingly enough, we had six tables and Disney has had six, well, seven Broadway shows, six of which we like. So (laughs) we took the playbill. Well, 
okay, I could get into the whole thing, but I won't. Uh, I like the last one. Billy does one. We took Broadway playbills um, that I had, you know, I had in storage. We used them from our best man. He had extras, and then I went on eBay for the rest. And I cut them up, and I mounted them to foam core, and then we put them in these little gold easels, and those were our table numbers. And then I made the corresponding, you know, find your seat sign. So Okay, so which Broadway show got left out? <laughs> Uh, we left out Aida because nobody knows Aida. Uh, I like it. Billy doesn't. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. <laughs> but we used uh, Tarzan, Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, there's Mary Poppins, and uh, Newsies maybe? There's one more. Okay. Lion King. There you go. Oh, so there's eight of them. We didn't use Newsies either. <laughs> I won't tell anyone. <laughs> yeah, sh- sh- I'm a Broadway nerd. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? Billy and I were debating about this the night after the wedding. We were both really in the moment the whole day. We had talked a lot about, you know, we're go, go, go. And we really wanted to just feel it. So our first look and our vows were both just so emotional and touching. They were definitely my my two biggest moments of the day. Because the first look was just this big, like, whoosh, release. And it's finally here. And that was what we had been anticipating the most. But, um... Our vows were both just touching across the board. And then, you know, all the little stuff, beaches and cream, all of our friends got up and and sang seasons of love to us in the middle of the reception and like made a line across the dance hall, Billy singing to me. And then when the wedding was over, I'm cheating. These are a lot of favorite moments. (laughs) When the wedding was over, um, after we rode Soren, I turned to the best man and was like, I am so hungry right now. Uh, so we ended up getting pizza from the boardwalk pizza window and like me and my brothers and Billy and our best man and officiant sat on the boardwalk from like midnight to 1am just eating pizza in my wedding dress. So that was fun. (laughs) (laughs) Did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? Only little stuff that obviously like in retrospect didn't make a, a huge difference, which is good. There was a whole kerfuffle about the boutonnieres. When I saw Billy for the first look, it was 8 a.m. And we did the first look, and I'm crying, and he's crying. And then I kind of look at him, and I'm like, hey, wait a second, where's your boutonniere? He said, oh, well, they're not getting delivered until 8.15. And I thought back to the schedule. I went, oh, yeah, okay, I should have thought about that when we scheduled the first look. And then we walked back into the beach club lobby to, to get in the agency's car, and we saw two floral assistants standing there with what was clearly our boutonnieres. So, like, I walked over and I was like, oh, hi, you know, I'm the bride, obviously, because I'm wearing the big dress. <laughs> and uh, I was like, can, can you please give my fiancé his boutonniere? And she said, well, your planner's got to approve it. I was like, um, what? Like, I'd never heard of that before. I was like, my planner's not here. She's not going to meet us until, you know, we're over there before the ceremony. She goes, well, I need to get okay from your planner. I said, I don't know what there is to approve. I'm the bride. I'm getting married in like 20 minutes. (laughs) Please, like, please give my fiance his boutonniere. And she was really persistent. And so I looked at Billy and I just like, you have to fix this now. (laughs) I just walked away. And the next time I saw him, he was getting into the car uh, after I got settled, and he had it on. So I don't know what he said to them, but uh, he made it work. He was like, what's that over there? (laughs) Grabbed it, ran. (laughs) Well, and then like the boutonnieres, and they were beautiful. She did such a nice job, but I picked ranunculus, which I guess is a really flag- fragile flower, but I liked it because it was so poofy. And 
we're standing like waiting for the ceremony to start and I see my brother-in-law like grab his chest and at first second I thought like something was wrong and then he like opens up his hands and there's this pieces of boutonniere like it just fell apart in his hands um yeah and then Billy's had a problem so they shuffled around some boutonnieres before the ceremony they had this big like you know groomsmen powwow that they wouldn't let me be a part of <laughs> they were fixing this issue and they didn't want me to know about it <laughs> but um it worked out fine and uh the only other big thing i would think is that um well i guess there's two so i did not recognize the song they played for our bridal party entrance like whatsoever we had sent along sheet music for actually the song that billy used when he proposed to me and I should have specified, like, please play the melody line. Here is a video with an example. Billy swears they maybe played, like, the underlying score line. I'd never heard a drop of that music, <laughs> a single note of that before. It sounded very nice. Obviously, this was violin. But I, yeah, I was like, I don't know what this is. Sure. We totally picked this song. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the only other big thing was after Soren, I had neglected because we added it like our wedding was a Sunday and on Friday we decided we wanted to add Soren, and our planner made it happen but I had neglected to ask her what about the people who were staying at Pop Century who were taking the bus so after Soren, I then realized this because all my friends are like how can I get back on the bus to Pop and the person who had escorted us over to Soren was not like intimately familiar with the details of our transportation so there was a lot of like back and forth radio head setting <laughs> that was happening. And finally they got it sorted out, but I was very flustered for like three minutes while everybody just had to stand there while we figured it out. So that's, that's something to think about. And I totally take responsibility because I probably should have clarified. Oh, Billy will tell you his favorite part of the day was 1am when he was chasing down our bins of stuff. Oh yeah. They were supposed to. So when you fill out your form, they ask you, who you're going to appoint as, um, you know, your pick up all the stuff and, and take it back to the room person. And so we appointed the best man and he arranged, and I watched him do it. So I know he did it right. Uh, he arranged with the folks at Atlantic dance hall to have the bellhop take it back to the beach club where we were staying. Somehow it ended up at the boardwalk resort, including like all of our extra cake and our anniversary layer, you know, our guest book, ever, everything, literally everything like all the extra floral and we went back and forth and, and we had called the beach club lobby. They said they had it. Turns out they didn't have it. So at like one thirty AM after the wedding, Billy ended up in like the personal car of one of the bellhops driving over to the boardwalk. It's like, please don't get murdered. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we gave him a really good tip. <laughs> yeah. But that was it. It was all little stuff. Okay. And it makes for good stories now. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so then was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like a big deal beforehand and then turned out not to be? I had really stressed about the weather because, of course, you do. Things you can't control. I downloaded four weather apps onto my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I was like a budding meteorologist. Um and of course, we had beautiful weather. It was like mid-50s. It was... Uh, perfect and crisp and clear and the lighting was beautiful we had thought about choreographing our first dance and I couldn't tell Billy like no it's not gonna work my my dress is huge and we're we're dancing theater people so we're like sure okay and we took a lesson 
here at home and it didn't go the way we wanted it to. So we were kind of nervous about, you know, swaying back and forth in front of people for three minutes. So we ended up doing a slideshow of our baby photos to kind of take the pressure off of us. And it was really nice. Everybody kind of laughed at those instead of staring at us for three minutes. Oh, that's great. Was there an additional charge for that or did it just come with the DJ package? Yeah, I'm ashamed of how much I paid for that slideshow. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They charge you to do the um, the setup. And actually, you know, like I work in a theater. I get it. Really, the cost is coming from the tech who sets mm-hmm. it up and runs it. But to be fair, like I wrote very detailed instructions. Like you must hit play exactly when you hit play on the song. So we had a short version that played that was exactly the length. I had timed it out with the song, our first hand song. And then I did a longer version, right? Because I had like... 30 times that amount of photos um, that played through the rest of the meal. So he had to swap those out. Yeah, but, you know, for what we spent on it, <laughs> for as ashamed as I am, uh, it was definitely worth it. It, it was very us. Um, it was nice to get those photos in there. I know it meant a lot to our families. That's great. Yeah. And um, I was worried about uh, that break in the middle of the day and what people were going to do with it. And if they were going to get bored. And I think people actually really welcomed the break. I didn't want to pay to provide transportation back and forth, but we did because it was the right thing to do. So um, people who were staying at Pop Century, which was our, our other room block other than Beach Club, the bus picked them up for a ceremony. It took them um, to us. After the reception, if they wanted to, it took them back to Pop, and then it would bring them back towards us um, for the dessert party. So it was double transportation, but uh, it was worth it. Yeah, it's interesting that you say it's the right thing to do because it really is a kindness to your guests not to make them have to figure out Disney's transportation system and possibly change buses if they're just using the regular buses. And so I, I think it's a really nice thing you can do for your guests. Yeah, it was not my favorite thing to pay for. <laughs> right. It's so boring to pay for. Well, actually, it was one of those things, you know, having read your book and listened to the podcast, we're like, I'll just use the fans. I know they're much cheaper. And our planner hated that idea. <laughs> And she was like, no, no, sometimes the vans just like go off on their own and they don't listen because we contract them. I was like, but you also contract the bus. Like, I don't understand. Um, But she was very insistent. And I said, fine, you know what? It's like, do I want to organize four vans or do I want to organize one bus? So for the the little bit more amount of money, I thought it was worth it. And then everyone really bonded on the bus. We got, (laughs) again, at like 1 a.m. after the wedding, we're sitting there, you know, finishing up our pizza. We got a text message from one of the people who was on the bus, like, hey, we just had a group sing-along, and there was a whole video, and so it was a a good bonding experience. That's great. So then do you have any tips or advice for future Disney brides and grooms? I think the big one was just trusting Disney. Uh, Somebody said that very early on, that, um, you know, you hired them for a reason, and the big reason, you know, other than the fact that we love Disney and we wanted to make it as vacation was we really value their customer service. You know, they provide this really immersive experience and they take really good care of you. So uh, I kind of implicitly trusted them to execute the way I would have. And I am so type A, it helped me relax. (laughs) If we hadn't gone with Disney, I think I would have been really on edge uh, the whole wedding day. And kind of in the same line with that, you know, once you make a decision, let it go. Once you hire a photographer, you're done. It's done. Don't be whining and thinking and, you know, oh, did I pick the right photographer? Like, no, you have a lot of decisions to make. Move on to the next decision. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, but the same thing, like when you're, you know, making little decisions, I think I spent a lot of time being like the centerpieces have to be perfect. And, you know, I can't even remember what they look like. So mm. if people, you know, people won't know what they're missing. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. We were supposed to have shrimp in the pasta and we cut it and we saved like $9 a person because yeah. uh, it was an action station. And, you know, we knew that there was supposed to be shrimp in the pasta, but nobody else knew. And actually, as Billy will tell you, his tip is, if you cut the shrimp in the pasta, you can afford to do sorted. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's all putting things in perspective. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I think yeah. the guests are going to remember the sorin more than they would remember shrimp. Yeah, that was a whole other screaming kind of thing. Everybody was very excited. But, um, you know, we, we really made a point of just trying to be in the moment and really enjoy the day and there were so many decisions we made we were afraid we're going to ruffle feathers like pb and j it was really important to us to walk down the aisle together to symbolize going into our marriage together a bunch of little things that we were like this isn't traditional but and at the end of the day it was important to us and it was our day so you know i, I don't know how other people felt about it but we were very happy <laughs> <laughs> Well, is there any place online where my listeners can go to read about or see photos of your day? Uh, yeah, I have a planning journal and I'm about to start recaps on the private Disney Mooners forum. Nate and Jen C have posted a rootphotography.com slash blog, two blog recaps of our day. There's just so many photos. <laughs> and uh, there's some on the Diz Brides Facebook group as well. Great. And I will also put a little slideshow of photos in the post on my website for this episode. Perfect. Well, actually, this has been great information. I think anybody who's interested in having a wishes event at Walt Disney World, maybe wants to customize it, will find it really helpful. So I appreciate your taking the time. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide. Available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com/weddings.asp, or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com.